0: Hey y'all, how y'all doing out there?
1: Uh huh, uh uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm still a little bit louder than you.
0: Y'all doing all right?
1: Okay, I think we're about even. Or yeah, I think we're about even now.
0: Hey y'all. I think I'm gonna see if I can do the whole episode with this uh, southern accent and see if uh, people like it.
1: <laughs> Since y'all say I don't talk south enough. <laughs> Out
0: south. I heard them northern men really like us southern women with these southern accents. So we gon' we gonna see something.
1: They only like that one southern accent. <laughs> that one that none of us actually do, but they think we do. Which one? Well. Like it's oh, the long drawn. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like the fucking Southern bell bullshit. Dummy, dummy down, uh, twang.
1: Right. Oh, you went to you went to UA? Oh. <laughs> You're so fucking cool, because everybody knows that's the Harvard of the fucking South. South,
0: yeah. Fuck them niggas.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let me get back in character.
1: <laughs> I was recording all that too, so it's just crazy. <laughs> like, you're nuts.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what we need to talk about. So I have been having a lot of people wanting to be guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two in particular that would like to show up. I think we need to have like a schedule of when we I was actually gonna
1: talk to you about that
0: record with people and when we have people on
1: the original plan that I was thinking was one off one on, yeah, or since after this week it be one two one two go like that
0: either way, we just need to have like planned out days when we're gonna be.
1: you know um because that podcast that i met that let me tell you something Mm -hmm. uh she actually i followed her her regular thing on uh instagram today Mm -hmm. and uh so we started talking and she was uh saying that we all need to get together
0: yeah it's cool we can do that
1: yo like, we talked for like three hours. That Damn. shit was crazy.
0: What did y'all talk about? <clears throat> stepped out of character. What y'all talk about? <laughs> I can't do it. Know. I, want, I want to see how long I can do it, but I don't know if it's going to Now, the funny it.
1: thing is, we're going to listen back to this because it's funny as hell. Because, <laughs> for one, you had five different Southern accents <laughs> all of that whole span.
0: Wow. Okay. Sorry, y'all. I'm back. <laughs> Six.
2: <laughs>
0: you ain't got to pick it on me now.
1: Seven. <laughs> Just pulling them
0: all out. Pulling them all out.
1: I'm trying to work some stuff out, bro.
0: Okay. Um, so tell me about your weekend.
1: Um... So, I went to one of my best friends' wedding, uh, Doug Walker. Yes. Lovely, a,
0: lovely young gentleman.
1: Uh uh-huh. Also a listener. So, what's up, Doug? Um, Hi there, Douglas. So, uh, he got married in Kansas City.
0: Kansas City? Kansas City. So, Kansas City, Missouri.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is always weird to me, too, but it's like, yeah. Who am I? <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, so I got off work at four o'clock. Damn. I went straight to the airport. My dad picked me up and took me to the airport. So um, I was at Huntsville Airport for like two hours before I even boarded. So I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Because I am an alcoholic. Uh could you, would you in a house? Could you, would you <laughs> with a mouse? But, yeah.
0: Boy, you're crazy.
1: Um, so I was at the airport, and coincidentally, I was wearing a straight-to-L monkey knot shirt. So when I walked up there, one of the guys at the bar was like, let me guess, you're going to get a monkey knot. Like, Actually, <laughs> No. And I feel weird that you just called me a goddamn uh, Bucky, you know <laughs> fuck
0: you, sir. I'm gonna get whatever the fuck I wanna get,
1: sir, sir, <laughs> um, so yeah, start drinking, and you know your boy was a first class shouty out here, so oh, yeah, booy, stunning is a fucking habit, <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, I was just getting drunk on the plane, too. It was a really a binge. But I just wanted to, like, I guess my anxiety got the best of me, and I started trying to, let me calm myself down, and I succeeded.
0: You know, the cool, the cool thing I love about weddings is, like, so there's, like, the bachelor and the bachelorette parties, and then, like, that's for, you know, that's for, like, the bride and the groom, and then, like, there's the wedding, and that's, like, the the bridal parties, bachelor and bachelorette party weekend, you know, it just kind of were the roles reverse. Wow,
1: well, I mean that was the best one. <laughs> like, Did I do it? That do that, that it? was the best one. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Um, speaking mm. of which, Kansas City is also a really weird, like it's almost like a southern city. Yeah, like. Like, when you go, you'll, you'll even notice, especially if you're from the South, you'll notice the similarities. But mm-hmm. um, well, it seemed to be really cool. Oh, my bad. On the plane. So I'm in first class while the broke boys are behind me in uh, a <laughs> coach. <laughs> and I I don't have my uh, – I didn't charge my beats These are first-class problems. I mean... (laughs) I didn't charge my Beats, (laughs) so I had to use the regular uh, iPhone wired headphones like a peasant. (laughs) Wow. Poor. (laughs) Poor props. How poor. (laughs) How low class. (laughs) But yeah, so... Like, when everybody's getting on the plane, they're just looking at me, and they're kind of like, it's that look of resentment. Like, they hate. Yeah, I got my drink already, bro. <laughs> yeah, and it's got alcohol in it, Ho- homie. <laughs> Hold my beer. I'm going to sound real unlikable in this episode, but fuck it. <laughs>
0: we all know you a bougie bitch.
1: This is very true. But, uh, so... Like, I'm in the last row of first class. um, And then, <laughs> so the girl who's sitting next to me, she gets there, and she's like, probably in her 40s, but she's a very attractive white woman. And I'm thinking, fuck, she's going to make a scene about me being uh, next to her. Oh, God. So she sits down or whatever. She's playing some weird-ass fucking game on her phone. And then, so mid-flight to Atlanta, because it's on, like, 40 minutes. Uh, We started talking. She was actually really cool. So don't judge people by, uh, on the outside. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that is because also on the plane, there was a family that made me very uncomfortable. Oh God. And it, you hate to discriminate against somebody, but I realized something evil in myself. I was just like, wow, these people are on the plane. And I can't believe I thought that, like, the wife had, like I guess, her religious thing on her head. Yeah. And then the husband had a really long beard. Mm-hmm. And like, they, they stood out. And it was just, like, the fucked up things you'll think about in certain situations. And I really was like, I can't believe I'm really judging somebody like this especially being black
0: but you know honestly with that though i feel like um everybody thinks about it in some way when it happens
1: yeah
0: exactly like they're either thinking about it in a way like oh i know people are probably nervous now that they got on the plane even though i'm not or should i actually be nervous even though i'm not gonna do anything but i'm just gonna keep chill and you know pray that nothing goes down Or, you know, like, I feel like there's some kind of thought about it just because of, you know, recent
1: events. And I just asked this one question in my head. Amish people can fly planes. I didn't know Amish people could be on planes. That's a good question. Because when
0: I say all that because they were Mennonites. Maybe they got a new uh, doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> these
1: Amish can you the Holy Ghost. Maybe they
0: got a revised uh,
1: <laughs> life plan. So, <laughs> so when the family walked on, I was like, "Damn, these motherfuckers!" Was like they stepped off a little house on the prairie. Damn, <laughs>
0: I've never seen Amish people in real life.
1: They were uh, Mennonites, but those are pretty much just, I guess. Hipster, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wonder who it all caught what I just did. Did you catch it? No,
0: kind of, but maybe no.
1: Everybody was assuming, including you, that I was talking about Muslims. Oh, and it yeah. was our actual Mennonite family. Yeah, yeah. See, it worked. It did work, yeah. <laughs> You didn't say nothing too crazy that I couldn't come back from. it, it like, okay, <laughs> this shit actually might play out. I was <laughs>
0: wondering, though, if that was it. Like, I was wondering, like, is this, this? Is this it? Is he going to? Because you didn't say, like, what kind of family. So I was like, is
1: this what I told you
0: about? <laughs> I'm not sure. If <laughs> right. Everything
1: else we do before negate the fact that we <laughs> that, that happened. <laughs>
0: yeah no but so um what'd you do when you landed
1: so of course i didn't land until 12 well after midnight and my brother had drove from st louis because he was on a business trip so uh he met up with mike and them
0: What's that like a three hour drive?
1: Yeah, it's not far. So uh they were out already. And so when I landed, I just took a lift from there because Uber wanted to charge like thirty five dollars. Like, get the fuck out of here. Them surging prices. Right. And Lyft was just twenty. I was like, okay. It's better than
0: forty. Yeah, fuck that. I so, will stay my black ass on <laughs> the inside.
1: Well, I'm just gonna have to wait here until the morning. <laughs> but uh so I took the lift to the hotel. My brother and them came from downs downtown. They were fucked up. My brother was he walked in, what up? <laughs> oh God,
0: that's when you know Andre is fucked up. When everybody gets that excited ass, what up? <laughs> Oh. What up, Kim?
1: <laughs> so it's, uh, nigga Andre is here. DeAndre is here. <laughs> then Mike and them come, like, are coming down the street. So I go back out. Because my brother was like, yeah, they were right behind me. So, uh, Mike is walking down. And he's like, what up? And I'm like, oh, shit. So, and then they were about to go back down. And I was like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm going to sleep. So I go to sleep, I wake up, Uh, my brother's still hungover, so he's still in bed, so we go, we get ready around like 11, and so uh, we go out, we go to brunch with Doug. um, How was
0: brunch, where'd y'all go? I wish I could remember. I'm a foodie, I have to know about the food.
1: (laughs) We had awesome food the entire time I was gone.
0: I just feel like food is awesome everywhere else that you go, whenever you're traveling like out of town. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because it's different or just a different atmosphere that makes it feel super new, or if there actually really are way more different varieties of foods in other
1: places. But I think it, I think it's definitely like the last part. I don't know why I can't hear myself. I can hear you. Yeah. I. I hello. All right. I can hear. You. Um. But yeah. So I have. Uh, We go, it's a really nice place in Kansas City, but they have barbecue or whatever. So, uh, mm. Doug's, uh. I love barbecue. Yeah, we have barbecue like three times when we're gone. It was all different kinds. Is Missouri known for being like a barbecue Can, state or Kansas, Kansas City, City? is known for, never seen Kansas City barbecue sauce or something?
0: No. In, I've seen like Peter Luger, like New York shit and,
1: um. But they sell like KC sauce is a thing. Okay. Hmm. But um, yes, so we go to this one place. It's a newer place, and then we also went to uh, Arthur. Something. What was Arthur Bryant's? Arthur
2: Bryant's. It's
1: supposed to be world famous. Whatever. Ooh. It's like in a shack, and oh. that shit was good as fuck. Was it? Yeah. Some
0: more barbecue. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like me and my brother both had ribs, and then we both were like, "Yeah, we're going back to the hotel to sleep." <laughs> we
0: felt like that about um,
1: Jack. Yeah, my sister Ooh, was like, "God, too the much. fucking
0: burgers were <laughs> <laughs>
1: bussing, Bussin. <laughs> um, we went somewhere else. Well, we tried three different places, but the first place we went, uh, we just met the groomsmen and stuff, and uh his father-in-law, and his stepfather-in-law. Because the way they eat, like, because she, she has a stepfather and her father's also in her life and she had both of them walking around. now, that shit was dope. That's cool. So, uh, it's cool to see former, uh, like, divorced people getting along and being... Civil like, and yeah, like
0: just still keeping the family a family.
1: Right, it like yeah. gives you hope that it's like if something like if I got in a relationship with somebody and something happened, then it can be okay. Yeah, you can coexist.
0: Yeah, especially if you have kids.
1: Right, and um, yeah, they were they were just all hanging out. Everybody was having a good time. Um, but that's also like Doug's energy. Doug is pretty even mm-hmm. in the road, and it. Everybody kind of gets along when he's there. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, so we hung out there. And then they went to go get their tuxes and stuff. And I went uh we went back to the hotel. Andre's lazy ass went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was tired, tired. <laughs> so uh I went and did some exploring. Uh they have streetcars there and then they also have buses. Streetcars are free. But the bus you have to pay like a dollar or something. Mm-hmm. So I was just going all around the city. I fucked around, got on the wrong bus. And then <laughs> I started going outside the city. I was like, oh, I don't know how to get back. Uh-oh. Like I thought we, this was just going literally around the city. I can handle that. But yeah, that shit got intense. It <laughs> got scary. And then traffic started happening. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, if I got to tell Andre to come get me, (laughs) he is going to be like an hour away from He is going to be mad as fuck at me. And then I was like, I literally can't ask anybody else. So I got to figure out how am I going to get back? (laughs) So I realized that we're not too far out. We're probably a couple miles. But when we got on the interstate, I didn't know where the fuck we were going. I didn't want to be like, yo, everybody else is acting cool. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? So... (laughs) So, luckily, in the middle of what looks like suburbia uh, is a bus station there. So, I get off the bus station. I'm like, all right. Worst case scenario, I can get back from here. I know exactly what not to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I get off the bus. And then, I um. You hear something? No. So, I get off. <laughs> So I get off the bus and then I get a Uber back and it, it says like $6. I'm like, pet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was freaking out. Was like, Oh shit, bro. <laughs> I've never been in this city. You went into full panic mode. And so I came back to the hotel and I, I just casually told her, I was like, yeah, I was lost. I didn't tell him in detail. So this is probably the first time he's hearing exactly what happened. So, uh, He starts getting ready and we're gonna go. We're gonna go get like some drinks before everybody gets done with the rehearsal dinner. So we're just chilling, hanging out. So we go to that one bar where we take the picture or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we had uh, old fashions. That's a grown ass drink. And apparently I just kept drinking that shit the rest of the night. I was like, fuck beer. I'm a classy bitch. (laughs) Ain't nobody gonna stop me.
0: Bro, getting drunk on old fashions—it's like, it's, its I love it,
1: <laughs> and it, it got intense quick. So, I'm almost drunk, and then so Doug and him get to the bar that they're like everybody's at. Mm-hmm. So I started drinking with them, and I'm meeting like his friends from uh, college and stuff, and it's just getting crazy. It's getting intense. And in the middle of all that, Andre's like, I'm going to hang out with these people real quick. <laughs> He's like, because uh, he knew uh, the night before he had met most of them. So he went and hung out with two of Doug's groomsmen. Like, um, so he left. And then I kept getting drunk. And then I realized, what the fuck, bro? I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, Yo. Like, you know when you get that thing, you're like, yo, if I if I don't get home now, I'm going to fuck, I'm going to, like, get real <laughs> fucked up, and bad <laughs> shit might that, happen. in that
0: danger zone.
1: It was like, bro, it's 1030. I do not need to be this drunk, because <laughs> bars don't close here till three. So.
0: Yeah, if you kept going, you would have been.
1: So, I'm like, I'm going to go back to the hotel. I'm going to chill for a second. I'm going to come back out.
0: Lit, lit. So.
1: I had every intention of going to the hotel.
0: You didn't go to the hotel.
1: I cannot find my way around the city on foot at all either. So, Lord have mercy. So I get on Google Maps and I'm trying to figure that out, and they act like nobody's ever used them for fucking walking. Sometimes,
0: like mm. they don't. They didn't have any walking directions.
1: I mean, they did, but they were. They always be trying to take you weird fucking ways. You're like, bro. Just tell me the simplest way to get here. Not right, the quickest. Right. So I'm literally walking around like, what the fuck? I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I'm fucking lost. Oh, God.
0: I hate that. Gives me anxiety. Like, ooh. Yeah. I so, hate feel, feeling lost.
1: So I know in my head, there's a clock ticking of when I'm going to be too drunk to be out here. And I don't know where the fuck I'm at. So I'm like... I'm asking people they're fucking lost. And I'm like, yo, this shit is about to end bad. So I'll literally walk into a bar. And I order a drink at this bar too because I'm fucking alcoholic. Well, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But my logic is, bro, I'm sure if I drink this beer, I can calm down enough to find a way to go. (laughs) And the whole
0: (laughs) reason you're in this predicament is because you're drunk as shit.
1: (laughs) So my dumbass chugs the fucking beer (laughs) oh god and my phone is dying too i'm just like fuck it. oh (laughs) gosh
0: like fuck it Mm -mm. so i go
1: outside and i i just start walking right then i take a left and then so i I think i'm back where i'm at my man this shit is bad and then all of a sudden i just hear juice
0: look at god
1: it's my fucking brother and I, I was like, yo. <laughs> and I told him once there, I was like, Dig, I've been lost for like 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> Are you a wanderer? Like, how did you have those same kinds of experience two nights
1: in a row? I've never done that. Hmm. I, like, I've never been a wanderer. But I think that's what, like, I was like, man, I'm just going to go figure this shit out myself. Hmm. Bad all the way back. It's <laughs> worst thing like it, it is so much better
0: than it could have. Well, at least you learned that about yourself that you do not need to go anywhere in a new city by yourself. I can't do that shit like being lost in any situation like being lost in a building trying to find a certain office or being lost on the interstate especially, but being lost like that like walking, that's where you're just completely vulnerable to whatever. Yeah. That shit gives me so much anxiety especially as a woman Ooh, nigga like yeah, i yeah. hate if i get off on the wrong exit somewhere that i'm not familiar with i'm like oh my god where's this gonna take me how do i get back around am i gonna recognize the interstate exit because some interstate exits be so hidden or they'll like sneak up on you yeah i'll just be having <laughs>
1: that should be real as fuck though. yes that's a
0: real ass panic attack <laughs> especially if your phone dying too Ooh.
1: That's like trifecta. I was about to have a real-life panic attack. That happened to
0: us this week. Oh, my God. So, I went to a wedding this weekend, too, since mm-hmm. we talking about weddings and shit. Um, we went to a wedding at... Me and Sam is we. Um, we went to a wedding at Bird on the Mountain. And um, it was one of her coworkers or some one somebody that she's met here and became, like, pretty close with mm-hmm. was getting married. And originally, her plus one was going to be Jordan, but... You know so mm-hmm. she asked me if i would go instead and so we went and we had a really fucking good time and that's cool of course you know with her being newly single she's you know excited and wanting to be fine so she had went and like got her nails and toes done mm-hmm. and like hair done and i did her makeup and she had on a really cute dress that had a little slit showing some no. leg yeah she was really cute um so we got dolled up and went to this wedding and there was uh, there was some nice looking men in the motherfucking room. I'll say that. And in the, in the bridal party especially. So there was one particular gentleman that had dreads that I was eyeballing real good and close. Mm. Uh, <laughs> come to find out it's such a small fucking world. He is the son of um, a lady that I used to work with at Belk. And somebody had mentioned him before, like, ooh, girl, you know, her son is so fine. Like, oh my God. So I was like, damn, I'm putting two and two together right now. Like, this nigga is fine. <laughs> damn. So he's in the bridal party. So he's sitting at the table with the bridal party. And we're at the table that's closest to the DJ. Shout out to the DJ. It ended up being Derek Wheeler. There was a couple people there that I knew, which okay. was also cool.
1: Yeah, that is always cool. You accidentally be around a whole bunch right, of people. You
0: right, fuck with. right, right. And I was cute. So I was like,
2: oh, my. hey, girl.
0: That. um yeah so anyway um so we're at a table that's closer to the dj which is complete opposite um sides of the room but he's over there pretty often because him and his mom are just really close so he come and talk to her he'll get up and get her like another drink if she needed or whatever so finally um and me and sam at this point have both like mentioned that he was cute So finally he comes over to the table and he sits like right next to Sam because me and Sam are sitting across from each other. He sits next to Sam and um, he asked if he could sit there and we thought that he was getting ready to say some shit, but he didn't. Sam ended up getting up to use the bathroom. So it ended up just being me and him sitting across from each other and he didn't really say anything. And I didn't know if he was just kind of trying to be like close to his mom at that point or If he was eyeballing us too, like I couldn't tell. So I was just, I was just cooling it too. Like I was just on my phone, whatever. Mm. So he gets up, goes back to his table for a little while. Um, I think there was like a toast that was happening or something. The toast happened. Everything was cool. Comes back and he's talking to us uh, finally, but he's standing up this time and he looked at both me and Sam in the face. And then he kind of like doubled back at me and, like, winked a little bit. So I was like, oh. subtle." A wink. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm <pregnant. laughs>
0: That was a good one. That was a really <laughs> fucking good one. Anyway, so I'm just like, okay, this nigga winked at me. Ow so there was um a woman there with her daughter it was like a little baby girl she couldn't have been any older than like 10 to 12 months and um he was kind of holding her and I was like oh okay that must be like his wife or whatever like whatever so uh the woman ends up leaving with her baby and he walked them out so I was like oh man like he's gone he winked at me and now he has gone <laughs> so that was that but then he ends up coming back cool so he keeps like coming over and saying like a little bit to us at a time and it's more and more each time and then finally he's just kind of starting to kick it around us a little bit more so we ended up dancing with him on the dance floor and I kind of noticed that him and Sam were looking like they were about to get in the groove but they both were like stopping themselves in my presence which I was just like what I'm not I'm not chaperoning y'all or I'm not like, what, what is going on here? Like it was weird. Mm-hmm. um, And so that was that. And at the end of the night, I think he ended up, or it was like, he was trying to make me jealous, which I didn't understand. So at the end of the night, everybody was clearing out. He walked up to uh, me and Sam and turned to Sam and um he was just like oh i'm just gonna um i'm just gonna get her get her number right quick like but he was looking at me like trying to see what my reaction is and i was like okay so i um i was looking for a phone charger at this point because we were drinking and we had to call an uber and my phone was on like four (laughs) percent so when he did when he said that i was like okay well i'm gonna go find a phone charger and so that was my mission like i didn't think nothing of that but i was still just kind of like. Why this nigga that I don't even know? Why was he just trying to make me jealous? Like, I, so, whatever. Um, me and Sam meet back up, and she's like, "Are you mad at me? Like, can I ask you something?" And I was like, "What? Why am I be mad at you?" She's like, "Cause of you know, like the dude, like asking me for my number or whatever." And I was like, "Girl, no, we both single, and he's single, maybe supposedly. Like, if he chose, <laughs> <Supposedly>. he chose, <laughs> right? If he chose, he chose. Like, I'm not, I can't be mad at that." um and so she was like no I know like it's just I don't really understand that because like I know you said he winked at you and and you were looking at him and blah blah and I was like I mean we both thought he was attractive it's it's not like it's cool bro. it's cool it's cool she's like yeah I just don't get it though like I really don't understand how something like that could happen to somebody like you and like it just I think it's because you're just so put together and men are intimidated and yada 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 and I was like but you're right here next to me being put together as well and he had no problem like chopping it up with you or anything but so what she ended up doing when he asked for her number she ended up telling him like "Mm, i would have to go ask my home girl like and i was like "Ah, i wish you wouldn't have done that yeah and he was like what what you mean and she was just like i mean you know like she had mentioned that you were cute first or whatever and i just wouldn't feel comfortable He was like, man, like, she said this is coming from her. He was like, man, I was sitting over at that table and she didn't even say nothing to me. And I was like, when she said that, I was like, why would he expect me to approach him first? Hmm. And my theory was, like, either he's used to doing that little sly wink he does and being followed after that. And because I didn't do that, it made him feel a way. Or he's just used to women approaching him first in any regard. Yeah, but I just thought that was so fucking weird. And Sam Sam told me that she didn't end up getting his number because she wasn't really all that interested for real anyway. Um, but I just thought that was so fucking weird. I mean, not really.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you think weird about-
0: for a nigga that I don't know to I guess recognize that we're both kind of feeling each other but then like try to make me jealous instead of just like
1: but usually dudes like that don't want to make an ass out of themselves so they ain't gonna go unless they know for sure sometimes
0: it's not making your making an ass out of yourself to approach a woman and see what's up
1: but it's i mean i've never been in a situation so so he's afraid
0: of failure so instead of just like trying he's gonna basically like beat around the bush about it.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a possibility. It's also maybe a possibility he was trying to read which one is giving him better energy, which is probably the most likely. Well.
0: What? Could be it as well.
1: That could very well be. It. Damn, you had the experience I kind of want Wanted to meet me, at least a uh, prospect. It was, it was a lot of couples there. Which I guess I mean, is encouraging. I mean, it's
0: not a prospect, because I didn't, I didn't get anything out of it. You know
1: what I'm saying? But even, like, that as a...
0: Funny enough, though, I was telling Casey about it, and she was like, oh, there were so many people at weddings yesterday. There were so many weddings on my Snapchat. And I was telling her that I was at the one at Burritt, and she was like, oh, wait, I think I know a dude that was in the wedding, and then she showed me a picture, and it ended up being this dude. <laughs> really? I said, let me get them
1: Snapchat credentials. <laughs> So. Gonna slide in the DMs. Wheels. Like yeah, we just had like a whole other podcast yeah, off the mic. We did, but what you the part we can leave in? Uh, so you were saying why? why can't you do retail?
0: Cuz I just I'm not I'm not a sell your sell a dream type of motherfucker like I'm just as a Sagittarius, a straightforward person. I'm not I'm just not a pushy person when it comes to trying to achieve a goal with other people. Like I'm not going to push no shit on you. Right. If you're if you are looking for something And I have what you want, perfect. If not, I'm not gonna lie to you about it.
1: (laughs) I think like a lot of like our natural personality is kind of like just on that way, like because I know me me personally at least, I don't like for people to be pushy with me. Partially because I am not assertive on some things, so I can literally be pushed into corners that I necessarily might not feel are the best for me. Yeah. You need I to don't, be able to make your own decision. Right. And I don't want to do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So that's how I approach everything else. It's like, Hey man, I told you as good as I can tell you, it's up to you.
0: Well, my thing is, I just feel like it's never going to really come out of the wash clean at all because either people are going to, since you're a basic, you're selling either a product or a service people are going to experience those things and realize whether or not you lied to them about it. And once they figure out you lied to them about it, they're either not going to trust you anymore and not want to fuck with your brand anymore or uh, shit. They might even just tell you about yourselves or tell other people about you and that'll fuck with your brand. like, So that's another thing, too. Like, I'm not trying to just give people shit and then fuck them over, like, take their money and not give them what they were looking for. Like, I just don't. And and people just ain't got money to be trial and error on on shit. Right. (laughs) If I'm looking for something and you tell me that this is what I'm looking for, I'm going to expect for it to be what I'm looking for. So if it's not and it's a situation where I can't really get my money back You have fucked me up. So that's why I just, I'm just not a. And that's kind of, it's kind of starting to happen with me again at this fucking mattress store. I've basically, I was there all by myself last week because they were out of town or what. And I'm just like, y'all haven't trained me worth a shit. I don't know where shit is. I don't know if there's even an inventory system here, I don't even know how to run this card machine. So if somebody does want some shit, I don't even know if I can take their motherfucking money. Like y'all left me out here, out here. Mm-hmm. So there was no sales last week in the store and I was doing the best that I could, but the, the fucking, my boss, he's always like, Oh, you know, if you get somebody in there and they want something, just call us. Like, that's why they haven't trained me. They're just like, just call us and we'll walk you through everything. And you know, if they're looking for a bargain, you know, we'll give. basically trying to push this shit out of the door. And it got to the point where he called me one day and asking me how sales were going. And I was telling him, I was like, I mean, we've had people in the store and I've, you know, given them the prices or whatever. But people are kind of just looking around, shopping around for the best price. So, you know, no sales have happened yet. And he's, he's all just like, wow, like no sales. Basically, like what I feel like is what are you doing like right what are you not doing and i'm just like well Nigga, first of what all, are you doing y'all ain't helped me dude don't expect me to sell this shit and I, i've never worked in the furniture industry like i don't know nothing about this shit but so he basically ends up telling me like you know don't don't let people walk out of the door just give them try to give them you know as close to what they're asking for like don't don't let anybody leave and i'm like what am I supposed to do? Like hold a gun to these people's heads. Like I'm not going to chase them down or, or keep like, that's one thing that I hate. If somebody tells me once, no, that's it for me. Right. It's not going to be a, Oh, well, what if we do this? Or what if we throw in this? If they tell you twice, no, that I'm especially done. But I know most of the time I don't get to that second. No. Like, I'm just, I'm not pushing it. I'm just like, okay, well, you know, let me know if you change your mind or if you have any questions, blah, blah, blah. That's me. That's
1: me. <laughs> the funny thing is, I've worked for a lot of people like that, especially because I work in smaller businesses. Yeah. And they'll do stuff like that, not understanding their full knowledge. Like, they can, they can sell you salt to a slug. Right. They've been doing this for 20, 30 years. And
0: I've been in retail, but not in furniture.
1: Right. They know their inventory. They know their shit. They have their what, the 10,000 hours. They have, they're an expert at that level. Right. So they can maneuver certain things, even on the phone, that you can't do because you've only been doing this a couple of weeks. Exactly. But they don't... Because they haven't had to work for somebody else, they don't understand that about themselves.
0: And they also don't understand, too, it's like having to stop in the middle of a conversation with a customer just to be like, Oh, well let me call my boss real quick and, and find out. It's it's like, it makes, here I am in front of this person that doesn't know shit about right. what's going on here. So then they're, they, they can't trust what's going on. So they're just like, eh, yeah, I
1: don't
0: mm-hmm. know if she's giving me right answers or not. And then two, people don't want to just wait around for somebody to make a whole phone call. Like I could sit there and he not answer. And then I have to leave a voicemail and possibly wait for him to call. Like, Don't nobody want to have to go through all that.
1: (laughs) Especially with what I do is exactly the same thing. Like, you either got to go with your gut or not. But I've been doing it long enough that I can tell you. I can tell you what's going to go and what's not going to go.
0: Right. And that's that's another thing, too, is, like, I don't really know their um, bargaining tendencies. Like, I don't know if they tend to drop $50 off certain amounts or if they tend to do a percentage. Like, I don't know how to bargain with these people like i I, if it was up to me i would be like yeah sure take it all (laughs) yeah right whatever you give me that's fine just take it but that's you can't run a business like that either because then you out here would fucking 80 percent discounts off of shit and how you making your numbers if you you know so yeah (laughs) that's that's just the thing that i hate about retail like i don't i just hate having to have that whole thought process of what I'm doing to sell product and how that's affecting the business. And it's just too much pressure for shit that you can't control once again.
1: Right. Like, I'm not going to say certain things. <laughs> so y'all see that gay lesson? No, just <laughs> right. no but it's, it is definitely, it's definitely different working for a small company as compared to a global brand or something. Mm-hmm because also the other thing about working for a small company is things fly there that wouldn't fly anywhere else Mm -hmm. like something's good something's bad but there's no system above the boss the boss is always the boss um we stand a a true queen
0: (laughs) who is this queen that we're
1: standing i stand a true queen uh kamala harris yes 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 kamala harris i'm gonna fuck it up it took me forever to learn barack obama so it's gonna take a while, but we support.
0: <laughs> she got a name that sound like she could be on the fucking Lion
1: King. The thing that fucks me. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that fucks me up is because Kamala Khan is the name of a superhero. So I would call Kamala Kamala mm. because of that, but um, she might be an actual superhero. Um. Uh, so, they had the second uh, debate Thursday because I was traveling. So, I was watching it on clips on my phone. So, um, she came out looking like a superstar. And her and Elizabeth Warren are the two people I would vote for if I had to vote today, either one of them. So, she looked presidential on the main night. Because they split up the the, the debates in. He had openers night, and then he had the heavy hitters the second night. The people that had the most, uh, I guess, percentage of people supporting them. So, yeah, Bernie, Biden, Kamala, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Castro? Yeah. Well, no, he was the first night. Oh. But I like him, too. I like him a lot.
0: He was a heavy hitter.
1: Yeah. Um, And Beto was on the first night because his stocks kind of went down since he announced because he kind of looks like a dumbass. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) so Miss Camel came ready and was firing shots at all the right people and redirecting Malice back to Donald Trump. So, she was showing that she's ready to go toe-to-toe. And that debate would be crazy. Because she ripped that motherfucker apart. Because, yo, that wouldn't even be close.
0: (laughs) Bars on bars on motherfucking bars. And um, Kamala had.
1: So, the shining moment was when... uh, We were going to talk about this last week. But when Biden had uh caught hell for saying that he had uh he pretty much had good relationships with even some of the segregationist democrat senators from like the seventies mm-hmm. the people that literally opposed uh the civil rights movement and supported segregation and he caught hell from that righteously so from Cory Booker. And from his ass, <laughs> 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 let's, let's talk about that. Let's, let's go in there. What? How do you feel about Cory Booker?
0: <laughs> what the
2: fuck was he doing?
0: <laughs> his old showboat ass. I like know. what the fuck, nigga? And, and then like he was trying <laughs> so fucking hard. To make himself sound like he was fluent in Spanish, that it almost sounded like fucking German. Like it's so militant. Necesitable. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Somebody said he sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: (laughs) 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 Sir, you doing too much? He's always like (sighs) he extra as fuck. He's so fucking lame, and then like. (laughs) It's just always something. That's why even though, I mean, he had to call Biden out for it. Because, I mean, I looked at it. It's only been like 10 black people to be U.S. senators. Three of them are serving in Congress now. Mm -hmm. Like, so he historically has a right to go against Biden. And Biden was pretty much like, oh, he knows better than that. Like, you can't tell... (laughs) a black male senator that he knows better than that and he should apologize. Younger black people don't rock with that shit. Yeah, no. Like, you know, we... I hate the whole we're not our ancestors thing, but that's one of the things that don't fly. You ain't gonna talk to us a certain way in public. We... We'll do a lot of jumping through hoops on a lot of shit, but it's a certain tone yeah, yeah. that you are not gonna talk to us. The that way.
0: last thing we gon we gonna let happen is is looking like we are being disrespected by an older white person.
1: Especially when in this, public. Especially when this man mm-hmm. is one of ten in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he might be a lame showboat ass dick, but he is still a United States Senator. Yeah. And you will not just casually dismiss him as somebody who should apologize to you for pointing out your ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care who your homeboy is. <laughs> you are a guest because of that nigga. And don't ever forget that. His blackness is not your blackness. <laughs> but yeah, that's sh- I
0: was just like, sir center and
1: so so kamala <laughs> got at that nigga too and so she redirected a question but she handled this perfectly i think thank
2: you is... i have a question about the border but i just wanted to follow up quickly on the question about busing when, uh,
1: that, we're gonna get to that <laughs> one in a race. second
2: i couldn't agree more that this is an issue that is still not being talked about truthfully and honestly I, there is not a black man I know, be he a relative, a friend, or a coworker who has not been the subject of some form of profiling or discrimination. Growing up, my sister and I had to deal with the neighbor who told us her parents couldn't play with us because, she, because we were black.
1: She and broke I down right there. That's that just in crazy.
2: in this campaign, we've also heard, and I'm gonna now direct this at Vice President Biden. Um, I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. Mm -hmm. But I also believe, and it is personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. <laughs> so I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate. That's among when Biden cuts. has shifted. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on. Senator Harris, thank you. Vice President
1: So, yeah. She had bars. uh, And Biden was shook from that moment on. He couldn't get right after that. And... He was like, damn, I can't top it. but the way she was able to bring in the busing thing is what is the most interesting part of it because, uh, busing of course was a result of people not, uh, following the, uh, Brown versus board of education case, which outlawed segregation in public schools, especially. Um, so like she mentioned later on that, uh, She, I think she went to school in like 75. So, 20 years after Brown versus Board of Education. And in California, in Berkeley, they still had to force busing. Which that should just let you know how hot button of a topic it was when Joe Biden first got to Congress. And he did, even though he says he didn't uh, support anti busing, he was very anti bus. And he did thank those senators for their support of his anti-busing. What? I forgot what I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say. So, so busing pretty much uh, caused white flight to take place even more. So white people moved out of cities and urban areas into suburbs or started private schools Something that still goes on to this day. Also, they use charter schools now to uh, pretty much circumvent
0: feed all the black kids into
1: and feed all the white kids. Well, yeah, now they're doing that also.
0: Yeah,
1: that one day we, we may have to talk about how we might have to have a a teacher on to explain all of that.
0: Rose, good, okay.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a complicated issue and i understand everybody isn't gonna understand busing and stuff like that but it's a certain level of things you should probably be able to guess Mm. about you know maybe i could figure this yeah context clues maybe maybe this is something dealing with race and things like that unless you're uh he who should not be mentioned (laughs)
2: Thank you. I have a question about the border, but I just wanted to follow up quickly on the question about bussing. Do you see it as a viable way of integrating schools? Does that relate to the policy that you're Well, going it has to been unveil? something that they've done for a long period of time. I mean, you know, there there aren't that many ways you're going to get people to schools. So this is something that's been done. In some cases, it's been done with a hammer instead of a velvet glove, and you know, that's part of it. But this has been certainly a thing that's been used over the I think if if uh, Vice President Biden had answered the question somewhat differently, it would have been a lot, it would have been a different result because they really did uh, hit him hard on that one. So, uh, But it is certainly a a primary method of getting people to schools. And is it, does it relate to the policy that you're going to unveil that you just She not them all. It relates to everything we're doing. Uh, and you'll be hearing about it in over the next couple of months. Over the next couple of okay. months. Okay. Yeah. And I want to ask you about when
0: you're in when you're the interviewer and, and, and you have
2: to play dumb
0: yeah. <laughs> along with the fucking oh my god
1: yeah you have to not just be like you fucking idiot it,
0: like <laughs> oh so you don't know what the fuck is
1: going on here great that's how you know he's a bullshitter cuz he was going to try to white man way, his way out of that shit <laughs> i felt
0: it immediately you saw my face i was
1: like <laughs> How else are you going to get him to school? You, what? you, you fucking idiot. <sighs> and people like, he's not dumb. He's a smart businessman. You, you expect Sir. to tell me that that man is a smart businessman?
0: He didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, <laughs> he, didn't understand the, he didn't understand the terms that were being
1: discussed. This is how fucking stupid this <laughs> thing is. He heard busting. and was like, all right, I know for sure they're taking people to school. And that's not a semantics <laughs> issue.
0: That is not a semantics issue by any means.
1: My nigga, that's all you figured out from asking about buses? That's some whole different shit. If you literally watched the news for the last fucking 48 hours, they've been talking about this shit. And we know you stay watching the news like old people fucking do. So you missed the whole argument of what the fuck everybody was jumping on Biden about? You're like, I know something happened with Biden. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened but I know it has to do with buses <laughs> and bot <Biden. laughs> I remember somebody saying something about bot
0: so don't ask me nothing else about this shit
1: you'll see it in a couple of weeks see what <laughs> nigga she just asked you a direct question the fuck are you talking about man we going to hell this whole fucking country going to fucking hell we are fucked it's over <laughs> It's yeah. over. Yeah.
0: Oh God. I don't wanna I haven't. I've muted everything with Donald Trump in it off Donald Trump in it on my Twitter. Um so I haven't seen any I just don't even I don't wanna know.
1: Me neither. But that that somehow slipped through my muted words and stuff. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's why that uh, John Mulaney horse in the hospital bit is still funny as fuck. Because that's, remember when oh, he yeah, saying, yeah yeah Trump is, like, having a horse in the hospital? hmm And the scariest time is when you don't hear nothing from the horse at all. <laughs> like, it's awfully quiet up there. <laughs> and then he'll do something like, I didn't know the horse knew how to do that. <laughs> yeah. oh man so we uh, hopefully we'll have a better uh, choice for president in the future Um, yeah
0: I mean shit it's not too much that's worse than Trump
1: Pence if Pence becomes other than fucking Pence that's why I kind of don't want impeachment because Pence is way worse than fucking Trump Pence is smart enough and calculated enough to play out his complete mission. Yeah. He gonna get rid of all the gays. He gonna do everything in his power to stop that.
0: Oh brother, I don't wanna think about that. When are we gonna? We need to. There's just. I feel like I have so many like ideas in my head about what we can be doing, and then I just never actually organize my thoughts, and then it just falls by the wayside. I need to actually write shit down and like like make a real ass to do list. You want this notebook? So that we can No, I have, pl- I have all the notebooks.
1: <laughs> I have every notebook. <laughs> but, yeah. It, that's, I guess, the other thing I wanted to talk... Like, there is stuff we can do. And I w- that was part of... The co- I don't know if I'm gonna leave this in. That was part of the stuff we were talking about. Uh, me and... Uh, what's her name? Carly. When we were talking. Because we were talking about how... Like, in Huntsville, it's all these other... Like they had other lists of what's happening podcasts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are... White. Yep. I figured. And then it's that one that records uh, T. Mill with, that records at Maitland Conservatory. That's black. He gets a lot of stuff, too.
0: I didn't even know about that.
1: Yeah. Um, his name is T. Mill, but he's had a podcast for like four years. So he's probably the longest Doing black, well. black podcaster. Yeah. Besides uh, Buckhorn great Cameron Cairns. Right. Um, so we were talking about stuff like that. And we we're talking about how us being included on that Our Valley events thing was crazy because she, of the nine people, she had three black podcasts. Yeah. And we were at the top of it with our black ass fucking description, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like ooh, <laughs> to get to yikes! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they black black. So, uh, yeah,
0: we out here though. Like, I feel like we are we are going moving in the right direction, right? I have like an idea for just I just have so many ideas for us.
1: We can do it. Just. You just got to write it out. Just got
0: to write it down. But my my like most exciting idea, I feel like we need to have like a themed collection of t-shirts we could put out to choose from. Like I've seen some people do like who are starting their own brands that will do like the um like a crew t-shirt or mm-hmm. like people do like the collegiate style t-shirts or like the. The TV show theme, teach like the one that says like Melon and Poppin, but it looks like the Martin like logo. We or need to have fresh, like a
1: like the, it looks like the blackish. Yeah, logo. yeah,
0: yeah. We need to have like a suburban pod like compartmentalized collection like that.
1: We can do. Oh, speaking of which, uh, the let me tell you something. Podcast they just redid their logo because they added a host was two girls and they added another lady and uh, so they redid their logo one of their one of the members actually designed it
0: hmm okay so we
1: and they just got shirts
0: we have connections if we need some designers
1: yeah Yeah. and then also you know it was dope to see that people can kind of are they're kind of on the same like Wave is us like thinking wise, like they're trying to, they're out here hustling with this.
0: Oh, that's cute! That's so
1: cute. I love that. And She seems really, she was very nice. And uh, at first, it was like we were uh trying to like.
0: I just put my fucking. I just made the connection. Animojis look like fucking Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, animations. Mm -hmm. I can't like every time I looked at an emoji, I'm like, why? Like, why do I feel like I've seen this
1: before? (laughs) It's one of your childhood uh,
0: cartoons. I wonder if that was the inspiration, or if that was like the same illustrator design,
1: which is also very possible.
0: Yeah. Anyway, but
1: um, yeah. So. I'm gonna we need to start uh organizing collectively within the city. So I guess it, I did this is gonna sound really weird. I did write out a whole how to take over the world plan <laughs> and it literally said how to take over the world on top of it. It actually might be this. <laughs> no. Nah.
0: When when you was on your bad bitch shit yeah, well, like, okay. last week.
1: Okay. This is how we gonna do it, but I mean, yeah, there's some things uh, I guess I'll talk to you off air, but yeah, there's things we can do, but yeah, any idea? you got them down, homie. I just need to
0: designate a designate a notebook and just start writing shit down in. I'm so on and off with that kind of thing and I need to be more consistent, but I'll start like a planner or a journal and be pretty consistent with it for a couple weeks and then I'll just fall off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I've just gotten to the place where I can kind of tune in long enough to plot out stuff a little better. But the last like week I've been running nonstop. Last week <laughs> we recorded Monday I met Carly, Tuesday, Wednesday, I had to get a haircut and do some stuff before I left on Thursday, including edit the podcast. So that's why Thursday, when I was like, Have you listened? Because I, I ran through that shit. And so I was like, I don't know. But I was trying to make sure I finished it before I left my house. Thursday morning because I knew I wasn't coming back here.
0: Yeah. And I, I really wish that I, I knew more. Like I need, there needs to be a way that I can just train myself on how to like pick up on these things so that it's not so much on you on these weeks that you have to do shit like fly. <laughs> cause
1: but, yeah,
0: because I, I imagine that is a lot, but I could sense your anxiety when you were,
1: <laughs> cause I was like, I was I was so like amped because I'm like, I have to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And I got it. I just gotta make it through. Yeah. And then so I guess that's why when I got back here yesterday, I just sat down and I I fell asleep in my chair. I felt like Thanos at the end of Infinity War, like <laughs> oh when my he God. got back to the farm and he was just like, "A nigga did it. All right, like, <laughs> all right, this is it. Got it to the pad. I don't know how a nigga made it,
0: <laughs> but no, yeah." I feel like because our episodes have been flowing so much lately like there isn't there isn't really a whole lot that can be like messed up.
1: Yeah, it's just the hard part is deciding what to actually cut.
0: What to cut, yeah.
1: Like it's, it's been things that I've cut the last, like especially since we've been having more guests on that I've cut that I kind of wish I could have left in, yeah. but it's just I had to if you also notice, our episodes have been longer.
0: I wonder if like the episodes with our guests, we should start doing like live uncut, like record on like IG live and then also just like let that be a raw episode. Just kind of maybe preface it and, and let people know, you know, not to mention things they don't want mentioned or I wonder if we could do that that way those episodes could be a lot easier because I feel like when we do have guests, it does take a little bit more editing, does it not?
1: Not really. Especially if it's like a longer. Not really because the guests we've had know us both, so we're able to talk easier. Like even with Casey, and then having Nick on the phone, even though she didn't know Nick but they became best friends by the end of the episode (laughs) because they both knew us. Yeah, yeah, So it works. It's just, it takes a level of the one thing we will have to do is like, if it is something that we feel like saying or whatever, we'll have to work that in. But that's not really an issue because things have been kind of slow the last couple of weeks. It's been like little bullshit, but after like they don't turn out to be anything big. So it works kind of better.
0: Yeah. But,
1: yeah, I was just, I just knew that this, that past week was going to be crazy. So, like, I guess I had used up all the energy that (laughs) I've been building by not literally doing anything Mm -hmm. for the last couple months. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. Go just, time. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm gonna do this, this, and this.
0: Like that. You, those are the weeks where you have to have a plan for every single day to make sure that, like, when you leave, you're not coming back to fucking chaos. Yeah, and or that the rest of your life isn't thrown out of balance in the meantime.
1: Right. Like, and that's what it was. It was it was fun to do that because I had many goals that I was setting that I was meeting, and when I went. Like when I was out of town, I was free to just do whatever I wanted, and then I kind of felt like kind of weird because I was I was free to do whatever I wanted, and I had actual energy, <laughs> like I and I wasn't sad or nothing. Like I wasn't I was in a good headspace, I guess. Mm. And it was the first time that I think because I wasn't actually in the wedding, I didn't have the stress of being in the wedding. Also. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because being in a wedding is a lot of stress, especially being in a wedding that you have to travel for.
1: Right. I was just able to travel, and I was free to do whatever.
0: It was basically like a vacation for you. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So like, it was. I had to go to the wedding, and then I hung out with him a little bit. But he was busy, too, because that shit is wild. That whole wedding life is.
0: That's a lot, man. Ugh. It looks like fun in the end, but knowing the behind-the-scenes shit, it's like, you mm. going nonstop, man. <laughs> going nonstop, spending nonstop.
1: Yeah. But that nigga Doug is like a machine, man. That dude, like, he be knocking this shit out. He thinks quickly on his, on his feet. He, right.
0: st- he stays on his toes.
1: That's what me and my brother were talking about. Like, that's kind of how he's always been. Just
0: right. a smart dude. Just a very level headed
1: dude. That's why I was still to see like he's happy. It's like, okay, good people can win. Yeah. True. Like it's so I mean it's so much negative shit all the fucking time. And we see <laughs> bad people winning all the time. Yeah. That yes shit.
0: we do. That makes us question our own like morals and if we should just say, Fuck it. Yeah, and be savages to to be able to achieve certain things, but yeah, it is kind of good to have that like reassurance that you can still like be decent, right, and get what
1: you want. Yeah, it's hope for the rest of us. Uh, that barbecue place. So we were there. The line was out the fucking door, full of just white people from everywhere being like, "They had to be here." So, when we're waiting in line, we see all the pictures of, like, Obama, uh, Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, John McCain, Sarah Palin, Jimmy Carter, all these famous people that's eating here. So, like, we get our food or and that shit was good as fuck. So, naturally, me and my brother got the ribs, because real niggas, all day by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the fries because a lot of people got the fries. Were they good? Was it worth the, it? The fries were really good. I've never had ribs and fries. That was kind of mind blowing. My brother got potato casserole. That shit looked good as fuck. That
0: sounds good.
1: So we were eating the ribs, and then it was like a softball team. And so it was like the parents and everything. So they started leaving. And this guy, uh, he walked by and he was like, look at our food. We all looked at each other like, what the fuck is this shit? So when it's time to go, he came over, he was like, did you like the ribs? He was uh, we're like, yeah, they're really good. He was like, I saw y'all over here. I thought about getting the ribs, but I got the brisket. Instead, I thought about getting the wings. And we're like, yeah, I thought about getting the wings too because they had the six whole ass wings. And how fuck's with whole wings? Mm. So, uh, he talked. He was like, "Y'all have a good day" or whatever. He's like, "He's like, next time I come, I guess I'm gonna uh, get the ribs." Now that y'all said that y'all liked them, so he's leaving. I look at Andre. It's like, this white man just come over here and ask the two <laughs> black people how what? trying to trying to get that approval? I heard you niggers are experts at fucking uh, barbecue seasonings and shit. Like, so you niggers liked it, huh? <laughs> And I was telling him like we were dying laughing after I said that like, because that's like the subtle racism that we can laugh at. It's like, bro, wh- why'd you just come over here and talk about ribs with black people like while <laughs> that's the subtle shit that we have to deal with people that people don't understand
0: that's that um that acceptance that they look for
1: right, like, and then the other thing is. That was in a neighborhood that usually white people would consider sketch. I said in air quotes because they just say that about any black ass fucking neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then I me and Andre were talking like well, man, white people uh, if they so scared to go to these places they'll risk death to get some good ass food.
0: Gentrification, man.
1: <laughs> That's just crazy. Like could you like? Could you really imagine being terrified of somewhere and be like, "But that fucking food is fucking good, though." If you' so scared of these people that you live on the other side of town, why would you come into the neighborhood just to eat some food?
0: Gentrification because they think that they can still just do whatever the fuck that they want to do, and then and all- and eventually turn it into what they want to turn it into, and that's what happens. They're doing that over there by Low Mill right now. Mm-hmm. They're making that little white building into a coffee shop and, like, I think bike shop or something. And then they're they torn down or they're going to tear down some of those projects. Oh, yeah. And put up some high rises. It's just like... On we, gov- like, who would have ever thought?
1: It's just like that time we were talking about it on... Uh, we were talking about Poor House and how... Well, Stove House has going to be rooftop bars... How long do you think those rooftop bars are gonna overlook the projects?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like,
0: it's just sad. It's just so sad. Now I
1: did notice the gentrification in Kansas City. Um, they have a lot of murals in places like that have uh, that had is dilapidated buildings is the correct term, like abandoned buildings and stuff like that.
0: Dilapidated.
1: Okay, that's it. That's it. I've only I've only read it, so I've never <laughs> like actually said the word. Um so yeah. They have a lot of murals that are really dope. Even on the nice buildings also <laughs> which is always a, I guess a good sign. Yeah. But it's not many people that live downtown, I guess. It's more so it's hotels and stuff like that. And mm. that's what they're trying to do here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And also I read an article where they're they were talking to Devin Keith, and he was talking about wow. how Devin Keith, he's so fine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so fine. So they were talking about like they were gonna start tearing down some of the places on the Parkway, those old like where James records and tape stuff like that. Those old
0: plazas, and then. Are those uh, those apartments near there, still there?
1: Mm-hmm. Imperial Gardens.
0: My parents used to live over there.
1: Stan used to live over there.
0: Way back in the day.
1: He said it used to be, like, very nice. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, I'm just wondering what the city's going to look like in a couple years. I just really... And is it worth it?
0: I just want to know, like, what the the end game of gentrification looks like I feel like it's going to end up like causing another great migration because if you keep like pushing people out of their neighborhoods and they have to keep chasing the next affordable place for them to live but then you know that turns into some shit where they are forced out of that too if it's a never-ending cycle And eventually we just have more places that are luxury living than we do affordable. Where are these motherfucking poor people going to go?
1: It's funny. You actually think you said that because when I was on my, uh, writing everything down, I started doing research on the exact same thing about how it's a reverse migration about how like in New York, people are moving back down South because they have familial ties like a generation or two generations ago, people that stayed and they're yeah. moving to the South. That's why so many people moving to Atlanta, Nashville. Uh, what is it? Here too, honestly, yeah. it's becoming. Uh, Ash- is it, what's it in North Carolina? A- Asheville. Ash- yeah, Asheville is having a lot of people moving down South. Charlotte. Literally all the places in the South, black people are returning to and so
0: we're gonna it's just gonna end up segregating the whole united states
1: (laughs) no i mean it'll it'll still be people that up north in different places it's just things populations change like that every couple years yeah the last great migration ended in the 60s so it makes sense 50 years later it's just like uh Detroit now, people are white people are moving to Detroit again for the first time in generations. But their grandparents might have left Detroit in the 60s, mm-hmm. but people are returning. Like things like that just happen, and it's usually based on the reasons that since the beginning of time, people have always moved opportunity, jobs, uh, climate. It's everything, that's the history of. Civilization, really?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I thought I was never going to use any of that too, because I thought I was just doing weird ass juice shit. <laughs> well, I just shit. started
0: thinking about that when, um, because Sam was the one who told me about that coffee shop, and then also told me about those that high rise building that they put over there on Governors. And I was just like, damn, like that just sucks. It just makes me.
1: And I don't know if he listens or not. I, I don't know who listens. But my whole thing with that is, yeah, he's trying to get an economic push in North uh, North Huntsville. But what does that actually mean to the people that live in North Huntsville? Yeah. Are you empowering them, not just with jobs, but opportunities to start businesses? Are they able to get, are they starting to get, able to get grants or anything that can incentivize and empower the community yeah. or are we just trying to work for somebody
0: that's another thing we gotta talk about off air too we got a lot to talk about off air as as I, well as on air
1: I will say that if we had recorded everything though this would have been the greatest episode of all time <laughs> yeah it would have been a good episode <laughs> I feel like it was a solid episode but it could have been better with the shit that we had to leave out
0: yeah i mean we can't that's that's the beauty of this though we can tweak what we want to be out here in these streets we can't be letting everybody
1: speaking of instagram thoughts uh cody's birthday was last week
0: (laughs) and he was the thoughtiest of the thoughts
1: (laughs) hot boy summer (laughs) Cody went out to fucking uh, Brazil was out here wear less, going out more. <laughs> hanging
0: hanging off the motherfucker. and I had I had just listen here, Cody. We're gonna have to have a talk. Okay. Because it's not many people that I just willingly will induct into our precious community. But um, I did that. I'm trying to see if I screenshot the message because
1: the one you did on Facebook.
0: No, I sent him an actual.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a real intervention.
0: Text message. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it go. There's a picture of him and Daniel, and look how dark he was. Yeah. So I said, "Hi, good morning." We'd like to take this time to congratulate you on your official acceptance into the black community by way of melan- melanin level intensity. Level <laughs> <laughs> intensity. Please, <laughs> please enjoy your time. Please enjoy your time here. We will be in correspondence to further inform you on what to bring to the cookout function. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I did this emoji and <laughs> and the
1: fist emoji. <laughs> Yo <laughs> we have to name this melanin level intensity.
0: <laughs> uh girl. I am hilarious.
1: But yeah. Cody Cud- was out here posting all these thought pictures. Like and then under one of them I was like, don't be no ho, Cody. <laughs> Cause that's that's what
0: we used to always say. I listen, that's hanging off the cliff heck shit. <laughs> I'm I'm y'all can have it. I'm gonna be ten toes down, like Nipsey said. <laughs> I just
1: I just I'm don't, not ever.
0: That I'm can't sorry. be a real picture. I'm sorry. Well, I, they did have a fucking incredible Hulk looking nigga on the on the end. Yeah, that so, nigga I mean, was like he could hold up. Shit, he could save the. That was Thanos. <laughs> he could save the fucking world. <laughs> so I mean, that was smart. But shit, you shit me if you think I'm just gonna hang my whole body. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, nah, but the
1: weirder thing is that Cody is like the clumsiest nigga I ever met. In I know. My fucking life.
0: <laughs> I was. I was. My next question was going to be like, I wonder if he was actually drunk because not only is it his, his, his birthday, but it's his thirtieth birthday, and Cody is a drinking ass motherfucker. So there's no way that he's a hundred percent sober right now.
1: Man, I once saw Cody knock out a Christmas tree and a row of DVDs in one fall. And chances, uh, a party like two years ago, we had uh, when Cody stood on the uh, chairs and was uh, trying to talk to everybody. I think it was me and Lex. We were trying to place bets on if Cody was gonna fall or not. Cody, the clumsiest <laughs> thing I ever met in my life. <laughs> he get drunk, he start falling instantly. I
0: just want to say, Cody, just try not to embarrass me so soon next time it was it was only a couple of days ago that I gave him his acceptance letter and he wanted to do this white people ass shit I was like sir <laughs> we can see you <laughs> calm down we do not do this shit around here <laughs> of, well, sit down and act like you got some sense
1: <laughs> when uh, we were at that barbecue place and after they, uh, that dude left my brother was like we can see you <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh.
0: That definitely needs to be the next quote shirt.
1: Yes. We can see because we can't put Usher put his dick on Snapchat on his shirt. <laughs>
0: we could put the uh eggplant emoji. <laughs> Usher put his <laughs> eggplant on. <laughs> what does that shirt be? Exactly what I said today.
1: <laughs> but it's a lot of people's birthdays coming up. We got your
0: brothers. guys. When is guys?
1: either the 7th or the 8th. Micah's is the 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron. Who's Hinkle? his? Uh, the 18th. Him and Hinkle have the same birthday. My
0: friend Justin, my friend Tiffany, my friend Jasmine, my friend Shanetta all have July birthdays.
1: Almost all my friends are Cancers.
0: My friend Alexis has a
1: July birthday. Alexis is a Gemini, I think. That explains a lot.
0: Who else has a July birthday?
1: Somebody. (laughs) May Hall. Mullet Fest was always in the summer. So.
0: Anyway, we've been in here for 72 hours.
1: (laughs) Right. We've had like two podcasts. Literally. Yeah. I think that's Uh Um everybody
0: in the church say amen. (laughs) (laughs) If all hearts and minds are satisfied with the Lord (laughs) Them bougie pastors So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl.
1: You can find me at A Kid Named Juice.
0: Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at
1: DJCBattle. New episodes available every Thursday.